When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back in. It's the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. Dustin Hawkinsmith here, joined on this edition by Hunter Wallace from Keystone Caliber. First time in a few weeks for you, Hunter. We're looking uh, at some of the bigger surprises in the early part of the 2021-2022 season across District 3, um, AA and AAA. So we've got some names to know, I think about nine in all, kind of share what they've done so far and maybe what it means in the scope of, of District 3 as we hit roughly the halfway point. We start thinking about the postseason a little bit, but Hunter, welcome back. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on these guys. Thanks, Dustin. Yeah, it's good to be back uh, out for a couple weeks. Both of us were kind of sick and had to do some other things, but uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Excited to talk some wrestling. It was definitely a fun, exciting December, early January uh, season that we had going on, so and, you know, you and I both have our stuff and we're in and out of the podcast lineup, just like guys are in and out of every lineup across the district now. Like, it's pretty wild how things are playing out and, and guys missing time and teams shutting down and all that. Um, there's probably that's probably a different conversation for a different day, but let's focus on the good things right now and uh, work our way up. This is kind of in weight order. You shared a few names. I shared a couple of names and we put them together, uh, starting with Travis Clawson sophomore 113 from Penn Manor this kid was seven and seven last year he's already doubled his win output he's 14 and two now as a sophomore he's up at 113 pounds the losses came to a district champion in Susquehanna's Mason Mason McClendon and a state medalist in Mifflin County's Nick Allison also a good win over Marco Tassi from Warwick so pretty nice little resume that Travis is putting together and you can clearly see some improvement from where he was as a 106 as a freshman to now where he is as a 113 and you know looking pretty good at that weight and I, I would think probably a contender to hit the podium at districts and to, and to reach the state tournament yeah I agree uh you know Travis last year was like you said he was 106 but he wasn't a full 106 I thought he was pretty undersized so before the season I kind of expected him to be at 106 again and he was kind of in the wall room in and out and you know he wasn't weight he was not very heavy to but he now he looks like a full 113 it looks like he grew some more um he like you said he beat Marco Tassi and you know two two losses to some pretty premium kids in our state um, but uh, another another stat with him that stands out, uh, 13 of his 14 wins were bonus points. So, you know, he's getting it done with like scoring points and getting pins, uh, you know, helping his team out any way he can also. Um, so that that's a, that's something that stands out with him also. You know, he was not in my regional rankings before the season started um, at 113 and you know, he's just slowly been plugging away, getting some wins over some key guys. And I think he's looked, he's looked very promising in December, early January. I was looking back through at, at 106, especially at that section last year. You had Travis Clawson, I think Jordan Williams from Hempfield. You had Liam Flanagan from Central Dolphin. 
um, Tossie was, was there and, you know, it was one of those sections and there was a bunch of different weights at a bunch of different sections where last year's format really hurt some kids being able to move on or not, but that group from that 106 pound bracket in that section, you know, it's, it's part of a group that I would say is a rising group and Clawson's one of them, you know, get going up to 113. It's interesting with him growing into that weight. You can never predict when a kid's going to hit a growth spurt, when he's going to get a little bit bigger and trying to figure out what to do with that. Um, you know, sounds like a kid in his position last year, a lot of times we'll end up back at 106, but that little bit of growth has taken him to 113 and you can't really argue with the results so far. Yeah, no, you definitely can't. And like you said, with that 106 bracket last year, like we talk about kids like Travis and Marco and Liam Flanagan and Jordan Williams and all those kids in there. And they kind of just like fell under the shadow a little bit postseason last year, just because of the two guys that got to qualify in front of them in a state champion, Caden Williams and a state fourth in Dominic flat. So like, that's just, that was a loaded section, especially when you get to look at it this year, those kids get another, you know, go out at 106 or 113. And most of them are, I have them in like the state rankings in the top 20. So it, it's kind of cool to see now how that section looked last year and how all those kids are doing this year. Well, it's nice in all kinds of ways to return to some normalcy in that section oh, tournament, yeah. the output and, and getting these guys a chance to move on and, and uh, get a shot. You know, in, in these cases, you know, to, to reach the district tournament at those weight classes, um, you have them in your, in your top 20 in a lot of cases. These are legitimate contenders to reach states. Um, how about Keaton Fisher from Conestoga Valley, the senior at 145? Big win over Reagan Lefevre uh, this week. Uh, also a good win over Caden Rouser from Waynesboro. His two losses so far to Coben Carper, who we'll touch on a little bit, looks much improved from Boiling Springs, and Kale Markle from Saucon Valley. But Keaton Fisher has been one of the bigger surprises in that, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about this kid, certainly before the season began, before the win over Caden Rouser. And then uh, the, the win over Lefevre was a big-time attention getter. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, his, his, his wins, I mean – over Reagan, that one obviously stood out the most. Um, but kind of other ones, like you said, he had a win over Caden Rouser. He also has two wins over Carter Davis from Central York, who looks very polished and very improved. Um, he has a win over Mason Lashock, a line mountain, who I have ranked pretty high in the state. And he has a win over Gino Serafani from Central Mountain, who is a regional qualifier. So he, he has some very good wins. And like you said, uh, two losses to Coven Carper at Boiling Springs and Kale Markle Salkin Valley. Uh, two kids I have ranked top five in the state. Um, but he just looks – he looks very powerful. He looks very strong. He looks very comfortable at this weight class. Um, just – he kind of has a confidence you can see when he wrestles that he didn't have before. I don't want to say he wasn't confident before, but you can tell, like, he thinks he's the best now. Like, just the way that he wrestles. He thinks he can beat anybody. Uh, he just goes out and attacks is what I mean. And, you know, like you said, he 14 and two, he's having a very good year in Conestoga Valley uh, as a team. Also, they're looking pretty good, I think, too. So, yeah, he's he was definitely one to mention. In the process of trying to look at that 145 pound weight class and figure out, you know, where guys are going to slot in rankings and stuff like that moving forward. He's a a weight class record right now in a, in a really positive way. Um, how about Devin Ponce from from Biglerville? He's a junior at 126. He's 18 and two now. He was 14 and six last year. 
the pin over Brennan Schistler, I think, would be the moment for him, just like the win over Lefevre was for Keaton Fisher. Uh, two losses. Uh, one was Carl Schinderdecker at Trojan Wars. He fought back and he ended up, you know, on the po podium there with a lot of AAA teams, a lot of out-of-state teams. So a nice little start there for for Devin in that Biglerville lineup, which I think, you know, from top to bottom, a little bit of a, a pleasant surprise for the Canners. Yeah, Biglerville. Biglerville's putting out a pretty decent, pretty decent product as a team. You know, especially you know you don't have uh, Levi Haynes who opted out. Um, so with, you didn't really know who in that lineup was really going to make a splash. And, you know, Devin's been a pleasant surprise. Like you said, he's 18 and two big win over Brennan Schistler, who was a state blood rounder last year or super regional blood rounder, whatever you want to call it. Um, he has 12 pins. It looks like he's been pinning a lot of kids. Um, I actually haven't gotten to watch him wrestle yet, but I'm very excited to get to watch him wrestle because you know, he's putting some results out that are, you know, have some very positive outcomes. Yeah. And, and kind of emerged from relative obscurity now making a big, a big year three leap um, going from a, a, a sophomore to a junior. How about Ethan Miller too? This is a kid. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on him because um, you know, and I don't know what his intentions are too. And by that, I mean, we've seen him at both 215 and 285. My suspicion is we'll see him at 285 for the postseason, but he was a third placer at top hat to start the year. He was a third placer at King of the mountain. Uh, the week after that, he's got wins over Hunter Bisking from Dallas town, Logan Herps from uh, spring Grove, Robert Utz from Southwestern, you know, at, at both of those weight classes. Um, so I, I think, you know, if he does land at 285, you know, he's one of probably few guys that I would give a shot to crack that Leighton Schmick, Trevor Gallagher, one, two punch at that weight class. So he'll be, he'll be an interesting guy to watch long and lean and could pose a problem, but you're looking at two guys at that 285 weight class. If he does go there who are pretty legit heavyweights. Yeah, Ethan, Ethan is the definition. He's just, he's a beast, man. He, you know, when you have a kid that can wrestle 215 and then bump up and wrestle kids, not only wrestle heavyweights, but wrestle full heavyweights that are all of 285 and win against good ones. Um, you know, Central York, you know, they, they're looking pretty good as a team. And to have a kid like that, that you can plug in at some different weights up top, you know, that's huge right now. Um, but yeah, Ethan looks, he looks very strong, you know, like he's, he's wrestling up in weight when he wrestles heavyweight. Um, but he still, he looks very strong. He's very dominant. And some, against some of these bigger kids, you know, when you place anything at King of the Mountain, you know, that, that speaks volumes, but he took third, uh, lost a close one. I guess, uh, against, uh, was it Wilson Spires, General McLean, who I have yeah. ranked pretty high in the state AAA. And uh, who had a close match with Charles Cruz from Williamsport, who I have top four. So, um, you know, he's right there in that mix right now for me at heavyweight. You know, obviously at heavyweight, you can go anyway. But with a kid with that length and that strength and, um, you know, he's just such an athlete, um, you know, he's going to win a lot. He's going to continue to win. And like you said, I'm not sure if, if uh, Coach Albright's plan for him is to stay at heavyweight or to go to 215. but you know, regardless of where he ends up, I think he's going to make some noise uh, at either weight class. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's he's a little bit of a mismatch at, at both. You know, to be the lighter, leaner guy, the more athletic guy can help you at heavyweight. But if he does, you know, come down a little bit to 215, 
uh, that would make him, you know, pretty big at that weight too. And, and honestly, I, you know, you see a lot of these decisions, especially when it comes to light heavyweights who could go down or could go up. You see, you see those sometimes come down to the wire a little bit and trying to figure out where, where he feels the best and what the competition is like. They might not even have that determination made at this point in time, but uh, he, he's definitely shown, you know, that even though he's been undersized, your point, if you've shown to this point uh, that you can hang with legitimate 285 guys, that's got to influence your decision one way or the other, you know, to have a little bit of evidence that suggests you can hang with district caliber 285 guys. Oh, yeah, it has to, you know, um, like I said, being that athletic at heavyweight is such an advantage. And when you know how to wrestle and you're strong and you're long, like it's just everything. He's an all around kind of heavyweight. So uh, how about we I wanted to look at the, the, the freshman here. Um, this was a guy you mentioned from School Kill Valley, Ian Vitalo uh wrestling 132 he's 12 and 3 and the thing that really jumps out to me about him is the number of quality matches he's gotten even the ones that he's lost so you look at scott johnson the state runner up from muncie connor nicholas from salkin valley um uh bethlehem catholics george pavis you know th those are the three losses and it's like if a, if a freshman can battle and hang in there and pick up that kind of experience you know, I think he's got a pretty good shot at, at turning that corner and, and really emerging as somebody to know in that 132 pound weight class, which is, you know, at this point, pretty open um, to, to competition there. It absolutely is. And, you know, Ian, I got to talk with uh, Coach Jeremy Smith of Schuylkill Valley, um, and he, he kind of talked about Ian and said, you know, he's been looking really good. He's been a pleasant surprise. He actually did not get to wrestle last year in eighth grade because of COVID. Uh, and some issues there and then and in seventh grade his results you know weren't weren't standout he didn't place at the Wilson junior high tournament and you know I, so he wasn't he wasn't really on my radar to come in and shake things up right away but he he's been a very pleasant surprise and he's one another one I haven't gotten the witness wrestle yet but yeah his results are speaking for themselves he has a great record um, 12 and 3 and uh, the one that stood out to me was was that close loss to Connor Nichols of Salkin Valley, who I think's in the mix right now to qualify for states. You know, a solid piece in that incredible Salkin Valley lineup. So, um, you know, if you're hanging with kids like that after a season off as a freshman, that is that's a big deal. And uh, we talk about practice partners a lot. Uh, I feel like on the podcast and how how that can benefit in the room and to have a practice partner like Gary Day Armin. Uh, in, in that wrestling room, I'm sure is, is helping him out also. So uh, it's pretty cool to see him, you know, a freshman that you didn't really hear of come in and, you know, shake some things up right off the bat. So I think that's pretty cool. Well, clearly learning a thing or two about work and practice habits and, and uh, you know, just the ingredients are there. You know, he's probably just, I don't know if there's a, a real signature win on his resume yet, but you know, there's, there's a bunch of guys that, that are, they just need that one last piece before you can really start to envision them being on a district, district podium or whatever. They just need that one, that one win. And I think he, he's kind of that win away from, from sort of reaching new heights, but it seems pretty clear that his ascent is just kind of at the beginning stages here. It definitely is. And, you know, like you said, the, uh, I'm looking at his wins right now. I have them all written down. Um, 
He does have a major decision over Kale Harder from Ambo Cleona, who not a lot of people have heard of yet, but he is a very solid wrestler. He just slipped into my district rankings. And he does have a win over Raylan Quarter, a Central Mountain, who was a district fifth place in that district in AAA. You know, that kid's pretty solid. And he's a junior. Um, so, yeah, his wins, those are just two that stood out to me. You know, he, he, he has proven to beat in kids that are on a level of, you know, districts, regional. Um, so, yeah, that's, those are two wins. But, yeah, he's, he's looking pretty good. All right, we mentioned uh, Coben Carper earlier, senior now at 138 pounds, back at 138 pounds where he was last year, uh, looking pretty good so far for his last ride. He's 15 and one. He was 20 and five last season. Uh, certainly had some high notes last year, and he's offered a lot of reasons to this point to be excited about how much more potential he has that he hasn't shown yet. Um, and in this case, I think he's off to his best start yet. He was in the finals at Trojan Wars. Uh, only lost there to Don Fandora, the state medalist, a fourth place from uh, Downingtown West in the finals. That score was 10-8. Uh, wrestled up at 145. He beat Tucker Seidel from West Perry. He beat, uh, he beat Keaton Fisher at 145 pounds at the Car Carlisle Holiday Classic. So a couple nice wins there up in weight. You know, I think with uh, with Coben, you see the, the upside. You see the potential. It's starting to hit the mat a little bit. You know, the last piece for him will now be to peak in the postseason. You know, we saw flashes last year when he beat Connor Brown from Littlestown last year, but then he, he, he regressed a little bit. And, you know, I think maybe a victim of uh, bad placement, you know, at, at regionals and, and just kind of uh, didn't wrestle his best in that last tournament. So that's the last piece, I think, is for him to make that final leap and, uh, and to be this good all throughout the postseason too, and, and maintain that confidence and belief and that swagger that's reached that that's helped him get this far because he is, you know, I think better, a better wrestler than his postseason results would indicate. Yeah, he has been, you know, he's not, the word to describe him right now is dominant. He, and he looks, he looks it too. He's quick. He's scrambling. He's powerful. Like he's, he just looks the part right now. He, everything about him looks dominant. Um, like you said, his loss to Fendora 10, a great match Trojan war finals. Um, you know, to, he's on that level. Now Fendora is a guy that, you know, I think if, if he went and won a state title or made the state finals, I would not be very surprised. So he's proven to be on that level. And, you know, he did it with a second period tech fall over Bryson Neidig, a York Suburban, who's a regional qualifier. And, you know, an almost major decision 9-2 over Keaton Fisher, Conestoga Valley, and 14-2 major decision over Seidel from West Perry. He just looks very polished. Um, you know, he's he's on a mission. Like you said, he on a normal year, he would have been a state qualifier, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd have to go back, double check that. Uh, weird year last year um but that was also a loaded weight class last year with connor brown justice hockenberry gilfoyle from bishop mcdevitt uh, just in the district and kyle vernon from hamburg was there grant kaufman from newport um so that was a loaded district bracket but no right now he he's on a different level i think i think he's a guy that you know he could absolutely win even a state title and he he just looks that good right now and I, I, th I think it's always been there. I think the, the key for him, again, will be to maintain that attacking form, to, to wrestle with aggression and to not and to stay in that mode where he's wrestling to go take wins as opposed to prevent losses. And it's like, 
you know, that, that weight was tough anyway. And then, you know, so often, you know, sectionals, districts, regionals, super regionals, you see the same faces over and over and over again. So if you're, if you're, if it's like a coin flip kind of match, and you saw this at a few different weights last year, if it's a coin flip type of match, which I, which I would say Coben Carper and Connor Brown was kind of like that, you know, it's just the, the last wrestler to win that coin flip match is usually the one who, who moves on to States. And, you know, you can't really control the timing of that. It's just been, last year was especially tough with that extra stage in there too. It really was. Yeah. But um, yeah, Coben, Coben's looking really good. You know, I'm, I'm excited to watch him more over the, over the next couple of weeks here, the reg with the regular season we got left. So. I'm looking forward to we're, we're sitting here on a Wednesday. I'll be seeing um, Coben uh, and Boiling Springs wrestle Shippensburg on Thursday. Just I wanted to go get a look at um, Don Frontino, who's on his who, who's fresh back in, in the Shippensburg lineup. And I'm hoping to catch Michael Dugan wrestle Don Frontino. I think both coaches will be game for that matchup. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, here's a here's a guy that you should be familiar with, uh, Caden Clark, your senior from Northern Lebanon, uh, 15 and seven, but you know, you know, some of your guys in particular, but especially Caden just battle tested for those, for those 22 bouts so far. Um, long kid uh, made the drop after the holidays from 52 to 45. How much better is he at 45 than 52 or that length and, and his kind of savvy can, can help him win matches. Yeah. Caden, Caden right now, he, he looks, he looks good at 145. He looks healthy at 145. Um, and he looks very big for 145. You don't, you don't see many um, 45 pounders that are six foot four. So, uh, but he, Caden, yeah. I mean, Caden, he does have seven losses right now, you know, at Northern Lemon, we're blessed right now to wrestle the schedule that we do, you know, a tough hurricane tournament, King of the Mountain tournament, travel to Virginia duels tomorrow, uh, wrestle some nationally ranked teams. So, but he, he, he's, you know, he has some key wins over two triple A guys. I had ranked in the state, Ryan Lapore Springford, who I had 19 at the time and Zach Borzio from Quakertown, who I had 11 at the time. Um, you know, he beat them back to back at hurricane, uh, you know, he's, he's been scoring a lot of points off of his defense. He looks very, very comfortable right now in scrambling positions. Uh, he's, he's one of those kids that it's hard as one of his coaches and not just a coach, I've known him forever. He's my cousin, but he, he's one of those kids where he will get into a scramble position and you kind of just have to stop coaching because he's so flexible and he just kind of does whatever it takes to not get taken down. Um, you know, it's necessarily not all the time. It's like a key reattack or something. It's just something weird that he'll do and you can't really coach it. You can't really coach flexibility. And some kids just have that. And he, you know, but he, he's battling some very tough kids. He battled, uh, Parrish McFarland this past weekend at, uh, Pottsville duels, who's ranked pretty high in the state AAA. Um, you know, he, he, he's looking really good. Uh, he's, he's been a very, very pleasant surprise for us right now. Uh, and I, I hope he keeps it up. Kind of has flown under the radar a bit, but you saw a lot of improvement last year. And then, you know, I wrote a story for Penn Live just about him wrestling the 50 matches in that, in that one week of, of camp. So it's like, 
if he, he's he's seasoned you know in a competitive sense and he has worked like crazy even since last year so you think um you know with with all this seasoning this year too with wrestling a bunch of tough matches he'll be better for it in the long run um Gannon Smith from Newport is, is a guy I, I talked to him last week too. Um, he looks like a different kid now and he looks like a different kid because he has worked like crazy in the weight room and gotten a lot stronger. And because he's gotten a lot stronger, he's been, he's more confident in different positions. He's more open to taking some risks because he can kind of muscle his way out of sticky situations if he needs to. And that, that strength that obviously helps you, you know, finish your shots and, and, and push back opponents shots and all that, but also just changes who you are. And I think that's changed him as a, as a wrestler. And what you've seen are, are big time results. It started at the Perry County tournament when he beat justice Hockenberry folk. Um, it continued in a big way at the Carlisle holiday classic the next week, pin Michael Dugan. That was the highlight. He was beating Michael Dugan at the time. He also came back to beat Jake Cherry in a 14-11 match in the semifinals there at Carlisle. And then Mason Sire from Central Bucks East, he, he shut him out in the finals there. So a pretty good run at, at Carlisle, but also before that. And this is a kid a couple of years ago was 106 pounds and qualifying for states at that weight class as a, as a freshman. Now it's all come kind of full circle and he looks legitimate as a 160 pounder, super strong. He really does. You know, he's another one kind of piggybacking off what I said about Colin Carper. He is just the definition of dominant right now. Um, and that's rare to see, you know, when you talk about him being 106 two years ago. I believe he went 106, 113. Then he did make a little bit of a jump to 145. Um, you could tell he was getting used to the bigger weight classes. I mean, he still looked pretty good, no doubt about that. But He's not what he is now. Right now, he, you know, it clicked. He's filled out. He's so strong. Um, and he's one kid. I love watching him on, on top. He's very dominant on top. He's very good with legs. Um, you know, he, he pounds on kids. He's, he's just a brute, man. He, like, he's, he's just, he's looked so good. Um, I don't know who they have coming up, maybe, that he will get to wrestle. I mean, Team Districts is coming up pretty shortly, so I'm sure he'll hit some of those guys again, like Justice or um, Michael Dugan, you know, someone along those lines, maybe one of the kids from McDevitt. Um, so we'll get to see that. But, yeah, I mean, there's not too much to say about him. Like you already said about his Carlisle tournament was one of the best performances I've seen this year out of a District 3 kid. He looks very good right now. A definite contender. I mean, he said his goal is to win states. I mean, crazier things have happened, I'm sure, with the way that, that his form Absolutely. looks at, the, at this point. Uh, one more name to throw out there who kind of the same category as Gannon Smith, where, where you, it's not like you had doubts about how good he was. But Jagger Gray from Trinity as a junior at 172, remember he wrestled 189 last year, wasn't fully comfortable at that weight, probably didn't belong at that at that weight um, in, in a perfect world. So now he's down at 172 where uh, he looks very strong. He beat Garrett Garcia of Southern Columbia in the, in the finals at Trojan Wars a couple weeks ago. He beat Kevin Oliveria from Mannheim Township, super athletic kid, beat him in, in the, a tiebreaker. I think 4-3 was the final score. And 
you know, I think his belief in himself is well-founded and, you know, his ability is clear and he works as hard as anybody. All that stuff has been true and you saw some ability, but I do think that he was a kid who needed these types of wins, at least one of them, to jumpstart something bigger and to really turn the corner from in his own confidence and, and feeling like he can go out there and dominate. And I think that's what we're starting to see from him is really in the process of jumping levels. Yes, for sure. And he, you know, he was one kid, he was a freshman at 170. You know, he took third at districts that year, you know, he competed very close to states. And last year was a weird year. He would have been at regionals, but you know, like you said, he probably should have been at a weight lower. Uh, Trinity was very loaded from that, like 160 to, you know, 215, 189, whatever, whatever it was, they were very loaded. Uh, so the kids and the weights kind of shook up a little bit, but, um, you know, when, when you see kids at, at bigger weights as freshmen and sophomores and you see them competing at the district and regional level, uh, you know that more than likely they're going to end up panning out. And for Jagger, you know, he was a kid that I saw all offseason. You know, anytime Virginia Beach or Disney. I mean, Disney, I actually got to watch him wrestle. I believe he wrestled for Team Norman, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And he didn't lose a match. Uh, you know, he was like the first team on AAU All-American down at Disney. He looked very dominant, you know, so he's been putting in the work um, and, and now he's at, looks good at his weight class. Like he feel looks healthy. Um, and like you said, he looks very dominant. He has a win over Kevin Alvary of Manheim Township, who is very, very good, who I had ranked very high in the state, still do. Um, so, so yeah, you know, he, he, it's clicking for him now, I feel like. And I think, you know, we're just going to continue to see improvements from him. So all these guys, pieces are coming together. We mentioned nine wrestlers in all. We've started to see, you know, results uh, match their ability. And these are all guys to watch as we start to creep closer towards that team postseason and towards the individual postseason, uh, more importantly. Uh, Hunter Wallace from Keystone Caliber will be joining us here. I think in, in a week or two, we'll shift from individuals, which we've done so far, you know, before the season and now, uh, into maybe looking at the District 3 team field because you got some interesting dynamics on both sides. You've got pretty wide open race in AAA. You've got, you know, your, your McDevitt, Boiling Springs, West Perry trifecta. You got you guys in the mix, Northern Lebanon, uh, Newport trying to trying to bring a young lineup along and, and to try to um, get that experience and try to make a little bit of noise there too. So it should be a fun race. We'll look at that next week, but for now, appreciate you tuning into this episode of the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. Big thanks again to Hunter Wallace from Keystone Caliber for joining us. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe and download all episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, or iHeartRadio. And we'll see you next time on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast.